Welcome to This Osteopathic Life. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey. I am honored to share with you the philosophy that has underscored my personal and professional life and explore how osteopathy truly is for the health of all things. I see these principles in action every day in my varied roles as physician, parent, athlete, writer, musician, coach, and entrepreneur, and hope they will light the way for the path to your best health. Please note that while I am a physician, this podcast is intended to share general information and encourage discussion about medicine, health, and related subjects. The content provided in this podcast and in any linked materials is not intended and should not be construed as medical advice. Thank you for joining me for episode 54 of season three of this osteopathic life. We are nearing that conclusion moment of the daily podcast adventure, and we are on episode 27, if all my math is correct, of 30 for this month of solo episodes. I thank you for joining me at whatever rate has worked for you. Perhaps you're listening to this well into the future outside of November 2021. Maybe you've been here in real time all along and sticking it out for each of the episodes. I thank you for whatever space of listening has felt best for you. We offered up a story yesterday on Storytime Sunday, and I'm really excited to have that be part of this osteopathic life, seeing where different parts and expressions of my life and my world come together is really encouraging. Today, I want to bring forward another concept that comes up a lot in conversation as a tool in coaching in the practice of medicine and a phrase that we often will use. And I want to bring forward a certain component of it and see what emerges. I'm actually going to be doing what I'm speaking of in this podcast episode, and we will see where it leads. I actually just concluded my own coaching session on a different day than usual because we had the holiday weekend and some reconfigurations and how perfect that it emerged just when it did. It is certainly one of my favorite parts of the week or every other week as time sometimes creates the space for it. And it is an opportunity to connect with another person to reflect on what's happening when you have to start speaking about and even have to comes up there when you have the opportunity to speak about what is going on for you, what your successes have been, what your challenges are, why they are that way, what it means to experience life in certain ways. You celebrate your wins differently, often more emphatically. You acknowledge your challenges with a realistic perspective, with a sense of what you're able to do to engage with them. You have a moment of pause to recognize all the ways you might be standing in your own way, seeing the thoughts that come up for you in particular situations. And that is the absolute benefit of coaching. And I am so fortunate to have a fantastic coach with whom I've worked one-on-one for more than a year now and will do into the future, the foreseeable future as it works for the both of us. That relationship, that opportunity is unique. It is powerful, and I'm grateful that I have access to that in my life. Now, I engage with coaching on all different levels, in different group programs, with business focus, with marketing focus, with personal professional development focus, with relationship focus, not necessarily all at once, and they all have different styles and themes. Some are very small groups, very intimate in nature, and there's a lot of direct connection with the leader of those groups. Some are quite large groups and they are group calls only, no direct one-on-one input from the person, and that has its own benefit. I maintain different personal relationships with those with whom I have trained and have had the good fortune of learning and growing amongst them. 
And I invite you to consider what style, what setting might work best for you. If you've been curious about coaching, explore that. There are lots of different ways that it can come to fruition. For me, I love the comprehensiveness of the programs I get to bring into institutions, bringing in teaching concepts and new ways of thinking, new perspectives that get us into a space of curiosity and new potential. And then we engage group coaching. So we have smaller settings and conversation connection that arise. And then the one-on-one setting. So you really can't have your own time, that one-on-one space to really dive in, share whatever it is that is meaningful for you and create a space of time that really is for you. So many times in our lives, we are doing things for other people, and that is beautiful. It's fantastic. It is a key part of the human connection. And for many of us, myself included, we can forget the us part, the me part. And that's not to say, right, the no I in team piece. I agree. I'm all about the collective and collaboration. Absolutely. But what we need to see or what is there for us to see is that we are still part of it. And when we skip over ourselves in that equation, we can be missing a key piece. So that's another benefit for me in the coaching experience. All that to say, in this conversation, one of my favorite parts in my coaching calls is that my coach will reflect back to me some words or phrases that come up quite frequently. And I love words, right? We have spent so many episodes looking at words, looking at meanings and definitions and relationships and ways we can tip it and spin it and engage and bring it forward in new ways, repurpose those words, And this might be one of the highlights and one of what I see as the parallels in the deep connections of our relationship is that shared appreciation for and noticing of words and how they show up and what meaning they can have, what opportunity they can extend to us. And one that came through today was to pull the thread, pull up that thread, any different iterations of that concept. And it came up for me, the time I remember saying it, and apparently I said it multiple times, but the time I remember when thinking about the events of the past week was in a coaching session that I was facilitating was pulling the thread of just one simple thing this person had offered up. And it didn't even seem particularly specifically relevant to the major topic or to the question that had been asked. It was a bit of an aside. It was maybe a footnote to the core response and the key concepts that were being brought forward. But for me, it was a critical piece to notice. And we can think about the whys, we can think about past context and what other perceptions we might have. We could look at in coaching, we wanna check in and see do we have an agenda in bringing something forward. But what I heard was this resonance and I felt it, right? Sometimes in the practice of medicine, in the practice of coaching and in many professions, right? Sometimes you just know, you just know there's something more there. And there is this, perhaps surface comment, this surface statement, the surface way of being. And if you tug on it just a bit, it might unravel, reveal more underneath. Now I think about pulling a thread in the very literal sense and in a very frustrating sense. Very recently, I got a new hat at a local event from Cultured Kombucha. And one of my favorite companies, it's a local kombucha maker. And they just started having swag, if you will. And I love swag, right? You go to races and you get the shirt and you get the hat. And it was beautiful and it was cozy and it was good because it was a chilly day and it was an extra layer I didn't have. And I went to put it into my bag and zipped it. And zipped in a thread and zipped it out. And then there was a thread pulled and it's a beautiful, well-made double-layered hat. And I couldn't get the thread back in. And sometimes 
that could be really frustrating and that's okay. We've had this brand new, literally moments of ownership of this hat to now have this thread pulled and see that it's problematic, but it wasn't threatening the way of being for the hat. You could see it a little bit. It was more on the back side of the hat, but it was more my awareness of it and my sense of having you know, tarnished this lovely new hat that I had acquired. And instead, I embraced it. I noticed that I couldn't necessarily put that thread back. And I thought about that. Like, can we? And have you ever done that where you can't reach underneath if it is a single layer and you can pull that thread back through or maybe take a needle and push it back in? And sometimes we can, but other times when we pull that thread, it's out. It is exposed and it is being brought out of that woven nature of the entirety of the being. And it can be a reminder. It could be problematic. It could lead to a hole in the object. It could decrease the integrity of the entire design. Or it could simply say to us that this thread is part of the whole and the rest is able to handle it, right? The integrity of that entire hat was not lost for having pulled on this one thread. I also think about the new age pinatas, right? You can pull these threads out and at some point it opens up the whole thing. So pulling the thread is actually the reveal of what's inside. It is actually taking us to the true purpose of what is there. And we have to sometimes pull away at those threads, Now, we're going to dive deeper into the concept of thread itself, but even here, are you just seeing the opportunity we have to explore concepts, to take new ideas and expand them, and to see when something that might not even catch our attention the first time around, what it might be holding for us, what gifts lie within the engagements that we have, the words that people say. And I'm not saying we have to be overly analytical and find deeper meaning in everything or hyperanalyze what others are offering to us. And I can raise my hand and know that I have been certainly guilty of that. Those words you said, is that what you actually meant? And sometimes pulling threads isn't super helpful, but it can also be a clarifying tool. When you said that, this is what I heard. Is that what you meant? And it might not be, but there can be an opportunity to say, oh, I didn't, but I can absolutely hear why that's what came up for you. And here's what I actually meant. Thanks for letting me know. That is what it sounded like. And these can certainly be idealistic conversations, but still an opportunity we have to engage. So we're talking about the concept of pulling at a thread. And I wonder for you, has there ever been a time when you absolutely heard something and thought, oh, there's more there? And how are we able to extract that out? Can we offer up questions in certain ways and invite others to share from a wholehearted place? So let's look at the definition of thread all on its own and just see what comes up, what reveals itself there. A filament, a group of filaments twisted together, a filamentous length formed by spinning and twisting short textile fibers into a continuous strand. And I love even that concept of thread, that it's taking something, right, and stretching it in such a way and blending it in such a way and braiding it together in such a way that we get this long strand. And we think about engaging oftentimes in a linear nature in life and in the world around us and see by putting these pieces together and engaging them, stretching them, working them, we can create this line. And I think about that in terms of continuity. I think about it in continuation. I think about it in legacy and thinking of something continuous or drawn out, right? And so there, I didn't read that before, but of course, here it is. A line of reasoning or train of thought that connects the parts in a sequence. 
And Brene Brown often talks about her superpower being connecting the seemingly unconnectable. And so finding where those threads are and how we can weave them together. We can look at, in the modern era, a series of electronic messages following a single topic or in response to a single message. So thinking about that, and if you have engagement on various forms of social media, maybe a message board, we use Slack a lot for communication in my work, that things can get jumbled when you have reply, 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 all in the main channel. But if you have an original reply, and then all of the replies are performed in thread, there's more clarity there. You can follow that train of thought. So there's a benefit when we do engage things in that thread-like fashion. Thread can also mean a tenuous or feeble support. So thinking about that, now we talked about how the integrity of that hat wasn't threatened by pulling that one thread because there were many threads and they were woven together in such a way that the strength of the hat was more than just the one thread, but it was made possible because of each of those individual threads being engaged in that whole. But thinking about hanging on by a thread, looking at that phrase, and that that can be very fragile, right? If there's just the one that's keeping us there, if that one is broken, that's it. The connection is lost. And I love here the opportunity to picture that act of braiding. And so just like in the formation of that original thread, thinking too about when we have one thread and we can braid it together or twist it together and we build strength, each one themselves not any different, but together the tensile strength and integrity is enhanced. Now we move from the noun version of thread to the verb, right? So we think about threading, to pass a thread through the eye of a needle, right? To thread a needle. And thinking about that, thinking about the specificity and the precision, the awareness, the steady hand, the calibration, being able to say, is this string the right size for the eye of this needle? And noticing where we are threading things in our lives. When we do have to fit through a certain space, sometimes we are asked to, when we think about fitting in versus belonging, right? Contort ourselves in order to make it through. We might have to really tighten it up just to make it through in that time. And there might be room on the other side to expand once we've made it through that act of threading. There's room for us to engage in a different way. We think about to make one way through as a person, right? What are we threading between? Is it a conversation? Is it a job decision in our lives? Is it relationships that we have? Is it physically areas in our environment? Do we have to fit ourselves into certain spaces? I think about the season right now, and we have moved our gym to our garage. And in many ways, it's fantastic. It's right there. You know, it's a few steps outside my house. I have all the equipment that I need. But in the cold weather, it can be challenging, number one, because it's simply cold and there are metal barbells and they get colder themselves. Oftentimes we have the alfresco option. We open the garage door, we come into the backyard, so there's more space. But in the winter, when it's slushy and icy, it's not safe, it's not pleasant. So we keep it all within the constraints of the garage itself. And so today there was some threading of equipment, of ourselves, of finding that just right space in order to accommodate more than one person safely in the workout space, threading ourselves through our lives. Let's see what else is available. Threading, to put together on or as of on a thread, to, to string. And one of my favorite songs from Joshua Davis is String of Beads, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And just think again, where there's that methodical 
therapeutic, you know, that rhythmic nature of stringing beads onto a thread, threading beads onto a string in whatever way that we say it. And seeing what that is, we're holding one end, we're keeping it fixed, and we're adding on to that and creating in this continuity. We're creating a pattern and we're creating something that is more. It's being held by the thread. It's a space for display of and connection of these other objects. Thinking about to interweave with or as if with threads and interspersing. And I talk about that in the weaving in and the weaving of a bracelet, a rope, any structure that is made stronger by multiple threads. And seeing too where there can be threads within. Right? There might just be a certain color and you might only see it in the glimmer of the sunlight. So threads can enhance, they can add context and texture to a separate experience, right? And that is the benefit that's available. Thinking about forming a thread. And here, let's see, what connections are we making? What is available to you? And how can you stretch and elongate and follow that continuity and legacy through your life? How can you join with and perhaps weave into and engage with something else to become stronger in that collective, in that shared space? How can you serve as the hub, as the foundation, as the scaffolding for other pieces and parts and creative structures to join in? You're creating that foundation for expression for another. Noticing how we can bring together different concepts, different groups? What are the threads of connection that you see in your life? Noticing that sometimes tenuous support, are we just hanging on by a thread of those areas in your life when it seems like you could use some more reinforcement? Can you acknowledge them and see what that's like and perhaps lean into that or engage and ask for more support should you need it? And where is that act of pulling the thread helpful for you? Is there somewhere, think of a recent conversation, recent engagement, when someone said something or did something, or you just noticed, and you had that sense within you, there's more here. How can I invite and engage and not force, not require or oblige anyone to share when they're not comfortable, but just say, tell me more. I heard you say that. This is what I heard. Is there anything else you'd like to share about that? If we offer ourselves and each other space to really engage to see what those threads might hold, what they might reveal, what their strength is in the whole, to trust that they can be part of and not the entirety, but that they have something to say to us. And that's where we are today for this episode. I've been thinking as we've had these different arcs and these different missions and the different trends and threads coming through this daily podcast adventure, that it might not always be directly apparent how we are talking about osteopathic concepts and the health of all things. But then I also realized it isn't necessary for it to be always directly apparent. And at the same time, as I thought about and went back through and just glanced at the titles of each of the episodes, I thought it's always there, right? That thread is always coming through because health is all around us. Health is everything we're experiencing. It can look different in different moments. There can be tenuous threads of health. There can be strong, robust, reinforced threads of health, but it's always there. And we have the opportunity to notice it, 
to recognize it, to weave it in, to move ourselves around, right? to thread ourselves through, to be a thread contributing to the strength and tensegrity of the whole, that's always available. And so I thank you for this opportunity for me to see that however overtly, covertly, consciously, subconsciously, intentionally, hopefully always, thoughtfully, and reminding me that it's always available. Health is emerging. Health is expressing itself always. And we have the gift and opportunity to be here together and share in that experience. So I thank you as we round out this month. We have three more episodes to go and I look forward to what emerges, what threads are pulled, which are woven through, and how we can expand, grow, and be for the health of all things together. This is Dr. Amelia Beakey with This Osteopathic Life. Thank you for listening.